Master, we are taught that the most important gift of our natures is the reaching out to one another. To say and to listen, to teach what we know truly to those who do not know, to send peaceful thoughts over the bridge of words. It I am to speak only when spoken to. <laughs> Reach out, yet be wary of what you allow yourself to grasp. <laughs> Go now, grasshopper. God above all things, the purity of your vision. A heartwarming welcome to the Kindling Podcast, presented to you by Celestial Zeitgeist Ministries. Here, we have uplifting conversations about the Word of God and the Christian faith. Together, Let's begin the spiritual journey of bringing hearts to Christ, encouraging one another, and strengthening believers. One of the many or several themes that we, we have in Scripture is, is one of master and apprentice, right? Uh, and we can find this dynamic uh, exemplified in, in figures like Moses and Joshua and Eli and Samuel, Elijah and Elisha, Elisha and Gehazi, our Lord Jesus Christ and the disciples, Paul and Timothy, and so on. So I thought about you know what insights we could glean from, from this motif and possibly try to um, and see if we can perhaps contrast it or, or, or juxtapose it with, with aspects of it within our own church's framework. But before we attempt doing that, let's, let's talk about the dynamics between master and apprentice. You know, what is important about this dynamic? Um, what is the responsibility of, of each of these roles and, and how they contribute to the central uh, overarching uh, mission of the, of the Christian faith? So I'll kick off by, by, by sharing, I think, my, my own views before we, we, we start diving into scripture and, and then I'll get your, let me get your thoughts on the matter. It, it's, it's my own perception that a person can become a master either through some sort of you know, direct contact with, with the truth or, or knowledge or, or some power which brings forth, you know, for them, a sort of, of rapid transformation, like immediate transformation. An example would be like Moses and his encounter with the burning bush with God, right? Um, and it brings, it brings forth that immediate transformation in that individual. So that's one. And then the second is a person can also become in the role of be a master in the sense that they go through, they were once first uh, an apprentice and then they grow into the role of, of, of being a master. Now, that, that process or that road is not as rapid as the first one. It's a slow, it's a slow process, you know, through years of study and observation and discipline and practice, right? So that's, that's, that's my mindset, at least, the way I'm able to, the way I'm able to, to, to see how um, the way I'm able to make sense of that role of a master, how does one become a master? It, it seems to me that those are the two categories um, that one has to go through. What do you think about that? What would you say about that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, to, to be, I think the experience, right, the, the kind of radical transformative experiences is definitely, uh, you know, at least as far as scriptures go, um, is, is definitely one of the, uh, the ways that we see someone kind of emerge as, as you know, the, the, the master, right, to take on. Uh, I, I kind of see it similar to, like, the, to an apostle, right, where they have this kind of direct relationship uh, or direct experience, uh, revelation of the truth, and then they can, uh, they can impart that to others. They, they have a, a kind of deeper uh, you know, relationship uh, to the truth, um, you know, and then they, they have someone that is coming up behind them that, you know, is, doesn't, you know, doesn't get that experience, gets that experience through, you know, by proximity to the master. Um, 
but also, you know, I think uh, the there's also the I, I see also the you know the the person that is uh, uh, simply born that way, right? Simply called into that role. Um, you know, uh, the John the Baptists, for example, right? We we should also recall that he also had disciples, right? Um, he was he was called into that. He was anointed. Um, and so, you know, yeah, I mean, I think definitely what we do see in Scripture mostly is the, the former, right? Uh, that's kind of the, the pattern that we see. So I, I definitely agree with you there. Okay. So then moving from that, what would you say characterizes, you know, that role of, of being a master, of being that leader? Um, you know, biblically, I guess, you know, what are those responsibilities that we see that is shared across across the biblical narratives, uh, you know, for somebody that's called into that role? Yeah, you know, um, when I think about that from a biblical perspective, and I think, you know, Paul the Apostle kind of embodies embodies that, mm-hmm. you know, um, their, their job is to prepare the next generation, to fortify them with uh, everything that they need in order to be able to, you know, take over the baton and be successful. Um, if you if you if you notice how you know Paul, Paul you know treats Timothy like a son, and he mm. he he gives him all the tools. You know, he tells him, look, you know, here's how you uh, you know you are to elect bishops. Um, you know, here's how you know here are the things you are to avoid. Um, here are the things that you know you are to uh, admonish. Here are the things that you are, you have to you know persistently teach. You right. know you know for X Y and Z reasons. Here are the kinds of you know uh, uh, philosophies and things that you should avoid. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know things like that. Right. Their their, their job is to girdle uh, the the person who's coming up behind them to make sure that you know what they've received is properly safeguarded. You notice even you know the Lord says to Moses. Right, it says, you know, write these down and recite them in the ear of Joshua. Mm. Right, this is after God had called up Moses to the mountain, and then He tells him, you know, says, write all these things down and recite them in the ears of Joshua. Right, right. meaning tell him everything, teach him the things that he needs to know. And sure enough, we know that, but you know, when Joshua becomes assume, assumes the role of leader and brings the people into the promised land, and you know, he's able to remain firm, he's able to remain faithful. And even when yeah. Israel is, is becoming wayward, he says to them, look, you know, you need to, you know, you need to decide what you're, what you're all going to do. Are you going right. to choose the God who brought us into this land? Or are you going to, you know, worship the, 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 the gods of this land? He says, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Um, and that's because he'd been properly uh, instructed uh, in the way. And so that, and that's, that's the role of that uh, of the people, you know, that are that are in, you know, that are masters, is to mm. their job is to effectively pass the baton. And what does that mean mm. when we say effectively pass the baton? It means, you know, the the exchange of of power should be uh, should should not sacrifice the consistency of the of the of the the theology of the truth of mm. the orthodoxy. The approach could be different because, you know, personalities are different. Paul right. may not go about things, you know, or, excuse me, Timothy may not go about things the way Paul goes about things, right. um, you know, because maybe their personality, their temperance, their temperance, uh, temperance, uh, temperament, their, right. their life experiences are different. Um, right. You know, for example, Paul was kind of converted into the faith, but we, we you know, writing, when Paul writes about Timothy saying, no, I know the faith that is in you, which was first in your grandmother, uh, 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 Eunice, your your mother Lois, right? Timothy right. was kind of already born into the faith, so automatically it's two different experiences. They came into the faith in two different ways. So it's not that the approach has to be the same, but the orthodoxy, the the you know the 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 standards have to pass from one generation to the next without being compromised. I see that as right. the main objective of someone who would occupy the role of a master okay so you see okay i got it so that's that's to you is is the main is the main 
um, the main responsibility of somebody that occupies that master role. And you know what? I, 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 can, I can definitely agree with that because I think Jesus Christ himself exemplified that. Um, you know, in, 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 his, in his dynamic with his disciples, you know, sometimes he will, he, will, he will send them on an errand, breathe upon them, give them authority so that they can also carry out the sort of works he too was carrying out, mm-hmm. even while he was among, among them. Yep. And, you know, constantly and consistently teaching them. And perhaps even, you know, the more he kept teaching them, is, is probably why even at times you would, you would find some chapters where he appears some verses where he appears frustrated with them when yep. it seems like they're not they're, they're not, not getting it mm-hmm. they're not getting it so you know christ christ exemplified that especially that part or that portion of being a master and in fact one of the reasons why i chose this topic is is is, is because of that because i actually wanted us to to maintain or to actually arrive i wanted us to arrive at that um at that at that uh you know, uh, distinguishing uh, uh, traits of being a master and see if we can compare it to even our, our current church, the framework of our current church. But we're still on, on, on talking about the master. Now, when you, look at, when you look at the journey of Moses, which we made as an example, and him training Joshua, because in, even in Exodus, when God tells Moses to come up the mountain, Moses actually brings Joshua with him, uh-huh. right? It, it takes him along with him, right? And you can already see examples of, of Moses pouring into Joshua. Um, even, and, and then um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a little verse I always like when it's the same verse where Moses is asking to see God face to face. And, you know, the tabernacle of the Israelites was outside of the camp, right? You know, uh-huh. it was outside of their camp, was, you know, in the exterior. So they will always have to walk outside of the camp to yep. where the tabernacle was. Yep. And there's a verse there that even that says, even when Moses was done and God had an encounter with him and maybe gave him the order or the rights of, you know, of the day, Joshua would remain you know, in the tabernacle even after, um, after Moses had left. Yep. Again, just indicating that dynamic that they had. Because already you can see, you can see, you can already see the leadership qualities um, of, of Moses already being filtered or poured into Joshua yeah. even before Moses departs. He was making sure that Joshua was being, you know, got, got front and center rule, you know, a, a view of everything, of how he went about everything. You exactly. Know, the ministrations, when he's speaking with God, you know, everything. Right, right. But then when you look at Joshua, right, after Moses leaves, and then you look at Joshua's own journey, funny enough, I noticed that you don't see that dynamic, at least it's not recorded. Right. Because right. after Joshua, then comes the age of the judges. Mm-hmm. And I cannot help but wonder that if Joshua, and it, this is not to say Joshua's leadership was, was, was not, you know, was not a, a, a strong leadership in his time. You know, God, God also did mighty works. I mean, one of the mighty, mighty works of the Bible is done in Joshua's time. Right. Right. But you you don't see that you know that aspect of of that master role that Moses you know Moses poured into him. You don't see Joshua also grooming an apprentice, mm. right? And and I wonder if that could that's probably what added to the t- period of the judges where everyone was just doing whatever, however yeah. they saw, fit. they saw, yeah, they saw fit to yep. do. The what orthodoxy, do you think about that? I, I totally agree. I, I, I don't, I don't think it is. I mean, of course we're, we're kind of in the realm of, um, you know, speculation because it is not explicitly right. written, but right, I do right. think, I do think that it, it would have, it would be documented if Joshua had, you know, an apprentice uh, right. that was being instructed in the way. Um, mm-hmm. Because we see that you know documented in, in multiple places, and, and it was documented during the you know uh, during the reign of Moses. So I think right. if that if that had carried on and Joshua himself had an apprentice, um, I think it would have been documented. And I, I I completely agree that I think that that lack of of master apprentice um, role or, or structure is what right. contributed 
to the, 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 you know, the waywardness of the children of Israel. Um, and they were not able to uh, do and, and live out fully all that God had planned for them when they entered into the promised land. And, and, and like you rightly said, we know we go into Judges and, and, and specifically, you know, the Bible does record in Judges, it says, it says, you know, it says the children of Israel began to do, you know, whatever after Joshua died. It says, right. you know, it says the generation that, that grew up after the death of Joshua, it points that out, it, it uses that as a marker, you know, and says the generation that grew up after the death of Joshua, right, uh, they, they did whatever they wanted to do effectively, right? Mm. Because that chain was broken, that orthodoxy, the, right. you know, hadn't been passed down. Um, I, and I think maybe it's because, you know, Joshua and Caleb kind of led the, 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 that generation together, Right. So the, the the structure kind of changed. It wasn't you know one singular leader with an apprentice. It was effectively two leaders, um, mm. you know Joshua and Caleb. Because you know in, in the book of Judges, you know especially in the early parts, in the book of Joshua and Judges, a lot is also said about Caleb. And so you know it seems like Caleb had a very prominent role, um, you know. But much like, but that isn't new, right? You know Moses and Aaron, um, yeah. were, you know were were like were brothers, right? side by right. side leading the people so that wasn't but what is missing from that equation was that there was no apprentice right mm. someone who could be raised up after the time of joshua and caleb to to continue that you know the orthodoxy uh and and keep the children of israel uh uh in you know on 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 the straight and narrow if you will right yeah still even still on the line of of you know the responsibility of the master to bring up you know his protege or the, the apprentice you know i was reading um i was reading uh, a, a, like a, a quick article on on carl jung right the 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 famous uh what, what would we call him like psychoanalyst right. right and he he breaks basically like all of humanity into tw i think about 12 archetypes i think I think there's about 12 and one of them is the sage archetype mm, right yep. which is who you usually the sage is you know I mean you can you can use the word interchangeably you know sage and master right and you know depending on the context that you're talking about sure and it, it, those sages are the ones you usually see in like what's what would be an example let's say Lord of the Rings for instance yeah Gandalf, Gandalf exactly exactly right or 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 harry potter dumbledore, dumbledore. Mm -hmm. exactly right yep. so those sages or yoda in star wars right? right so you would see that archetype exemplified and what he says i think and i, I don't quote me word for word but i think I'm, I'm paraphrasing the mindset around the sage is that the sage isn't one that is one that understands his his role in the sense that he's on a quest of you know for knowledge and truth, right? He's not seeking to to be the king or to lord mm -hmm. or you know to, to to lord over people. He's he's like he's the wise. He's seeking wisdom. He's seeking truth. Yep. Right. And I was trying to look at that, you know, even with examples of of that in scripture. And of course, Jesus Christ is the best example of him sharing his wisdom, and and he's not seeking worldly power or anything like that. Even in the manner that he comes to the world. Yep. He, he's uh, as the Bible says, you know, thinking not e being not equal or thinking not robbery to be equal with God. With God, he put on the the the, the visage of a form of a servant, right? Yep. So, and as I was reading that, I, I couldn't help but see see the see the similarities, the breakdown that Young was making because I think someone who is going to be a master is someone i think above all that has a clarity of what their role is which means that they understand they understand their 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 re, their reason their reason for bearing this title and what is expected of them that you know i'm here to 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 offer you know to to learn and also to spread knowledge is the reason why even in those stories let's say like let's say like the lord of the rings or harry potter stories you know, when you look at the villains, and it's 
in a sense, sometimes you might be watching this movie and you're thinking, well, why does Harry Potter have to grow to be the one to right. get I mean, rid yeah, of this surely villain? Surely Gandalf or Dumbledore are strong enough to do it now. <laughs> right, and save us two <laughs> hours say, exactly, of Exactly, of a right? movie, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But, but you, you will notice that the writers are so careful not to use them as like a, a, a doex machina. Right, right. Like a, right. Like a god of the, of machine, the machine that's, you know, yeah. like you can always you could always call on anytime yeah. there's, you know, and... and so they try your best, their best not to get you thinking about that. They focus exactly. the story on the apprentice, and you just kind of right. say, oh yeah, you know, you, you, it's maybe only later. You're like, well, but wait, I mean, the master was was pretty strong all this time. Did, did we really need to, you know? But when you're engaged right. in the narrative at the point, you two are, you know, you're like, well, yeah, yeah, you know, the the, the, the apprentice. You, you, we all enjoy the apprentice being groomed. We love the story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And then you know, and in and in all of that time. They make it, it's almost as if they're trying to impress on the audience that, you know, the sage understands his role. Exactly. That he's here to advise, he's here to grow. Yep. The battle is not his. Is not his. Yeah. His right? time, has, as, almost as though his time has passed. He's had, exactly. you know, he's, he may have been the, you kind of have this, this thought that he may have been the hero in his own time of his own story, but this is not his exactly. own story. Yeah. Exactly. And, I, and, and when, I was, when I was reading that, that, that excerpt or that article about it, I, I couldn't help but just make those, those connections. And I think that the Bible makes those types of, of, I mean, it's far deeper, of course, in Scripture. But I also remember, you know, when Christ says, you know, one of his disciples says to Jesus that, oh, you know, I think they were, they were arguing who's going to be the greatest of right. all, who's yep. going to After be the one leaves. that shines the most, right? After he leaves and, and things like that. And Jesus says to them that anyone that, you know, desires to, to be the most, to lead, to be the master, he actually must be the servant of all. Of all. And I think that the person, you know, one of, one of, one of, the, one of the, the attributes of what really, you know, of what makes a master is that he truly understands his role. Like, and, and, and that role is a role of service is a role that's dedicated to serving. Um, so that's important. The reason I'm setting all of these things up, that we're both setting all of these things up, is because I want us to, I want us to veer towards you know, taking a look at our church's framework based on, based on these things that we're talking about. Because I think, I'm, th- I'm thinking that that's going to make for a very you know, interesting uh, conversation. But before we get there, let's look at the apprentice, right? So the apprentice, you know, when let's say if we were if we were if we were to illustrate what we were talking about, like visually, for instance, right? The master would be in the front, the 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 apprentice would be in the back, and in front of of the of the master, right, is the invisible, of course, that power, but that that truth or that knowledge that's guiding the direction of the master, and the apprentice is just following you know, the master, right? It's right. following behind the master. I mean, in truth, that that power that's beyond is really in front of both of them. Right. But the the but the master is also serving as an intermediary for the apprentice, right? Because yep. perhaps the, the, the apprentice does not yet cannot understand or still has it still has levels to get through to be that close in proximity with, with that you know, uh, power that's beyond. But what is the role of the apprentice then? Now that we've we've tried to we've we've tried to understand the role of the master to to pour in to 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 you know the protege to the apprentice and 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 also to understand his role you know of service and humility. What is the apprentice doing this whole time? Yeah, I think you know I think the the role of the apprentice is to uh, is to continue the is to continue the will right of of the master is to continue mm-hmm. in the way in the path of the master right to to be, you know i think it's, it's, as, it's as christ said right it says you know uh, uh, a servant is not greater than his lord mm-hmm. right uh and is you know and so it, that's the role of the apprentice uh in my in my view is that you know you're to you're to watch uh how you know the master basically you're to watch the master how the master moves how the master thinks how the right. master you know handles situations how they comport themselves and right. in in watching the master because the master is a student of the truth just by watching the master you also are becoming the student of the truth mm. right 
And so, you know, that is the, mm. and, and such that, you know, because you may, in your walk, you may come across different scenarios or situations that the master didn't encounter, but enough foundation has been built that you know how the master would approach this. Mm. Right. You know, you know, you, you know how the master would reason about this, how the master would, you know, would would contend with this situation or, or whatever. Right. That's the role of the of the of the apprentice is to be let me put it this way, is to be a very keen observer. Mm. Right. Keen observer. A very mm. keen observer to watch, watch carefully. And I think when you look at scripture, I, I immediately think of the difference between uh, you know, you mentioned in the beginning when you were kind of listing out some of the master-apprentice uh, relationships that we see in the Bible. Uh, the mm. one that, that, that really comes to mind, I think, uh, as a good illustration of this is the, the, when we contrast Elijah and Elisha and Elisha mm. and Gehazi. And Gehazi. Mm. Right? Notice the, the narrative between Elijah and Elisha. The, when they're going on the journey, the, 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 the prophets come to Elisha saying, don't you know that your master is going to be taken? He already knew. He says, he says be quiet. Don't worry. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then Elijah says, Ah, you know what? The Lord wants me to go up to, to Jordan. So why don't you wait here and let me go? Right. And then, you know, I'll, come, I'll swing back around and we can keep going. He right. says, No, 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 no. We're going together. He's, a, mm. he's, a, he's being a keen observer because he knew that at any time the master can be taken. Taken away. Right? He says, Oh, you know, God is calling me up to Jericho. Why don't I, why don't you tarry here? He says, no, 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 we're going together. The prophets keep coming, right? Looking to distract. That's what, mm. you know, don't you know, right? They're filling his head. Don't you know your master is going to be gone? But he's, he's got his eye on the prize. He's being, he's watching. He's being keen, right? He says, nope, we're going together. Elijah says, well, I, Elijah says, well, but also, actually, now we got to swing by Bethel. He says, yeah, well, we're going mm. together. And then Elijah now says, what do you want? Mm. And I think, you know, he says, well, I want a double of your power, right? But notice what Elijah now says. He says, if you see me when I am mm. taken. If it's a metaphor. If you, exactly, the observation. If you mm. remain keen and focused, mm. if you watch carefully, if you see me, yeah, then whatever you, whatever you want, right, will be given. Contrast that with Gehazi, mm. where... Elijah, uh, excuse me, Elisha had to pray that God opened his eyes, right? Mm. He came running to, says, oh, we're surrounded on all sides, my master, the enemy, they, they, you know, they're coming against us. Elisha says, oh, Lord, open his eyes. Mm. He's not a keen observer. Right. He saw his master reject uh, Naaman's uh, riches and, and, and you know, uh, uh, plenty that he wanted to give him. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a keen observer. A keen observer said, "Why would my master reject all of this?" Right. But he, he's well. No, no, no. Well, you know, the moment Elijah go, Elisha goes back into the house, he runs after. Says, "Oh, my master changed his mind. He indeed wants, you know, all the the the, the goods, the plentiful goods you were going to give us." Mm-hmm. The role of an of an apprentice is to watch, to be a keen observer of the master, his ways. And, to, and, and by watching and observing and being introspective, he arrives at the truth himself. Why, why did my master not accept Naaman's riches? Why mm. did my, you know, what, it's the same, you know, Elisha's thinking, wait, what, something's happening, something, and I don't want to miss it. Something is happening, right? The, the prophet is telling me, and I also get the sense that, you know, uh, my master is, is going to be taken, and he's, but he wants to go here. He wants to go there. Something's happening, and he's, he, you know, he's got to make sure that he's clocked in, he's dialed in. Right. That's, that's you know, for me, I, I, the, what I see as the, the main role of the, of, the, of the apprentice. And I think that's what, you know, the, the scripture you had pointed to um, with Moses and, and Joshua, right? Where, you know, you, you'd said exactly, you know, what was, what was, uh, what is detailed in, in Exodus? That, yeah. you know, uh, uh, the tabernacle, the place of, the tent of meeting was outside the camp. And, that's where everybody went to, you know, to hear from the Lord. That's where Moses was to hear from the Lord. And that's where, you know, every, mm-hmm. the daily ministrations, everything, who was there all the time. You, you even mm-hmm. mentioned, you said, and that's what the scriptures say, that even after Moses leaves, Joshua is the last, Moses isn't the last one there. Joshua is the last one there. 
mm. watching everything and staying even doing doing extracurriculars after too. Mm. That's the job. Why you you know when you're learning your trade, when you're learning your craft, you know as a as an apprentice of a master, you should be the last one out the door. You know that mm. locks up, turns out the lights. Because your job is to watch everything. Hey there. Hope you're enjoying this conversation. Here are a few passages in the Bible of words passed down from master to apprentice or teacher to student. 1 Samuel 3 verse 9. Eli teaches Samuel how to respond to God. Deuteronomy 31 verse 7. Moses counsels Joshua to be strong and courageous. Luke 22 32. Jesus prays for Peter and counsels Peter to likewise strengthen his brothers. 2 Timothy 2 verse 1 Paul counsels Timothy to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And of course there are many other passages in scripture further illustrating the dynamic of master and apprentice. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. Now back to the episode. I love the I love the illustration. Like they're very they're very very astute, and 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 even with the with the way that the Bible in its own narrative kind of um, you know makes references to to those traits, especially with the keen observation. I think that was spot on. But now let me ask this question because now this is this is usually this is the question I think usually they usually ask maybe like in in movies or. Or, or TV shows, how does the master know when the apprentice is ready? Oh, you know, the apprentice is never ready. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, that's how it is. You know, the lessons, are, you know, it's never over, right? Yeah, it's right. like, you know, I know, when you, whenever you say, whenever, when you said that, immediately what my mind flashed back to was those old Kung Fu movies that we Kung love. Kung Fu, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, when, the, you know, the, the like uh, 36 Chambers of Shaolin and all that, Shaolin. right? Which is uh-huh. one of my favorite movies. You know, the guy yeah. comes in first day, he sees the, the master monks go, you know, he sees all the chambers, he sees the master monks going into the 36. Tries to take his shortcut. Yeah, tries to take yeah. his, he sees all the other, the other ones that have been there before him learning, do, you right. know, barely making it, you know, getting beat up. And he's like, yeah. ah, no, 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 I can, you know, let me go with the master, <laughs> right, right up into the, you know, and they have to yeah. redirect it back, like, nah, dude, you're starting, you know, you're, you're, can't skip the line. Exactly, right? you can't yeah. skip the line, yeah, you, you know, and that's how it is, right, you know, the, the, the apprentice is a, is, is a, is, is a noob, right, he's mm. a pleb, mm. he's naive in the beginning, because he doesn't know anything, right, right. He's, he's an empty vessel being filled, mm. and only, only the master can adjudicate when when the student is you know when the student is ready you know like in the old uh, kung fu movies like i'll say right you know the master will say ah when you can take this you know thing from my hand from my hand yeah, yeah. and then you know the student yeah. applies what we see in those dynamics right is the student is there is being you know same thing with the 36 chambers of shaolin right the the final the final lessons to go in alone mm. if you remember if you recall the movie right you go in alone and you apply you stand by yourself. Now mm-hmm. there is no master in the you know in the final chamber with you. Right. You have you know you're ready when you, all that you need you find within mm-hmm. yourself. You're thoroughly mm-hmm. equipped. Yeah. You can't go back out and ask the master for instruction. Mm-hmm. Because presumably you've learned enough. Of course. To assume that role. To assume mm-hmm. the role. Of course. The master knows that there will, you know, and what's always implied in this movie, which I think is true, is that there will always be a lesson that, the, you know, even more lessons that the master could teach. Of right? course. You know, it's like, it's, and you see that even in scripture, right? John says, you know, many more things Christ said and did that even if I were to write down, mm-hmm. right? And even then, you know, notice what Christ says. It says, you know, if I, I if me telling you about earthly things and you don't believe, how would you believe right. if, if I told you over? There, there's always more things to be taught. That's mm. the beauty of creation. There's always more yes. things to learn. More, mm. So, you know, it's not, the, the apprentice is not ready to, be, to assume the role of master when all the lessons are learned because that is an a, 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 a infinite uh, a path. Right. There will always be something to learn. To learn. Mm. I think I remember something exactly to the effect of what you're saying. I don't remember what show exactly, but I think the master, I told the apprentice that it's time for you to, to, to assume the role and continue the journey or, or something like that. And the apprentice is like, oh, no, I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't think I'm ready. And, and when he said that, the master, the master conf- affirms that 
the fact that he even says that he doesn't believe he's that he's ready, ready mm-hmm. is is actually what proves, proves that, that you're ready. ready. Exactly. You know, because the master at least must believe at some point. Yes. The master, I think there's something that becomes evident to the master. Of course, the apprentice does not know. Exactly. They don't see right. themselves, but the master sees that, ah, okay. You know, exactly. He's ready or she's ready. Yeah. Yep. That the apprentice won't see until they are now in it. Yep. On right? the journey by the themselves. You were, uh, by themselves. Exactly. Which is what you were saying. Yep. That, that, that proves, you know, yeah. that's, that's when they, you know, they say, oh, and if you remember again, like that 36 chamber, one day they come and say, you're ready to go into the, you know, to, into the chamber yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you know, yeah, of course, the guy's like, I don't, I don't think I'm ready. Like, how am I, how am I ready to go? But the yeah. man, you remember, it's the, the, the head monks that decide, you know, yes. who goes yes, in. So yeah. that's, you know, and you're like, they don't, you know, you don't tell them, they tell you. They tell you. They tell mm-hmm. you that, yep, now today's your day of examination. Right. And you go in alone. And so I think exactly, it's the master that, you know, uh, that watches and observes and says, okay, mm. now, you know, your training is complete. Which is, which is, I think, the biblical, the biblical parallel to that would be what Jesus says to his disciples in, that, is it, in John, where he says, I no longer call you servants. Servants. I, call, right? I now call you, call, call you friends. Call you friends, right? I noticed what he said there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that scripture. That's a great scripture mm-hmm. you just cited. Notice what mm-hmm. he says. says because he says a servant does not know his master's will. Master's mm-hmm. mm. That's the difference. When the apprentice has learned the lesson, he knows his master's will. Mm. He, know, he knows the, how his master thinks, what his master is, how his master looks at things, how his master would approach certain things. Mm. He knows the orthodoxies. Mm. That's a, notice that, that's a difference between someone like, like Elisha to Elijah and Elijah. Gehazi. Gehazi didn't know Eli, Elisha's will. Mm. That's why he runs after Naaman. Hmm. After after Eli, you know, Elisha says, "Nope, we're not going to take anything from you." He, you know, that he doesn't he he, he doesn't recognize the the ma- He doesn't know his master's will. Hmm. Now, oftentimes within this dynamic, um, certain things can happen where there could be a rivalry that develops between master and an apprentice um sometimes it could be seen as maybe envy or maybe there's jealousy or something you know some negative vice that develops within this dynamic and i've heard it you know often most people might say that that is usually due to the failing of of the master um and then there are others that believe that no it's probably you know the 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 disciple or the apprentice himself that you know is not is not tracking with the master is not is not observing to use the word like as as he is supposed to in your in your own view what usually brings those types of 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 vices into that dynamic that that messes up what is supposed to be this this you know pure um, exchange of 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 role and responsibility of, of of knowledge of wisdom of truth what are some of those things in your own opinion that that corrupts that dynamic hmm. I, I yeah i think you know if you see something like that i think what happens there is is that the the will of the apprentice is no longer you know uh aligned to the to the will of the master the apprentice Mm. wants to do uh his own thing he comes across you know something that and he's he he, that and he's he's diametrically opposed to how the master went about it or and he wants to do you know what he wants to do or what she wants to do right there's a clash of wills there i think you know if you know if there's some kind of contention between master and apprentice on the master's side Right? It could either be that maybe uh, 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 the master has, you know, becomes jealous because the, the, the apprentice uh, is, is the, the master is beginning to see that the apprentice is, is beginning you know, to has more potential than even, potential. yeah, as, as even he or, or her, right, uh, that's within them. And they think, oh, you know, um, th- you know this person is, is going to out, out uh, 
outshine me. But then again, if, if you are a true master, it should be your joy to mm. see your pupil, right? Yeah. To see your pupil even exceed and go farther. Because again, like you said, if the master's, if the master's motive is towards the truth, is towards is, is is to is you know wisdom. That's really the master's motive. Then their joy should be that their you know it should be their privilege to have you know instructed another, and perhaps even that other can take the baton even farther than they were able to go. Mm. So you know I think on the master side we therefore will question whether this is someone that was really in it for the right reasons, and right. from the apprentice side. You know, it's it's because maybe you know the either pride has come in, or you know, uh, which really is just you know the, the the apprentice saying, nah, you know, I don't I don't like the way you know the master, you know, is is, is doing this or going in this way. I want to do my own thing. I'm going to do it my own way. Again, you know, not to keep attacking Gehazi, but that's a really good example, right. um, you know, of 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 that where the apprentice sees how the master approaches a situation and objects and says oh nope i want to do my own thing right and, and when they're corrected they become you know even more they dig in and become mm. rebellious and say you know what maybe i've learned enough i'm going you know i'm going my own way right which i mean is basically the, the entire premise of, of of star wars with, right. with anakin and, yep. and, and, that's and obi-wan they, right yeah exactly and, right yeah right and, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. and that archetype holds, right? You see, you know, that's typically yeah. what would happen, you know, mm-hmm. when pride comes in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even, even when we look at, at scripture, uh, uh, when, when the, the motive of Satan, is, is of Lucifer, is, is, mm, is given perfect. to us, right? Yeah. You see that he rebels against his master, against his God. Mm-hmm. He says, no, I will ascend, right, to the highest realm. Mm-hmm. I will set my throne above, you know. I will, I will, he, his mm-hmm. will now must be done. Mm. Mm. That's a that's a very good example. I, I wasn't even thinking of that. I was I was thinking about Judas as you said that too, so that we're not constantly bashing Gehazi. take a break. But yeah, um, I totally agree with that, and and that's very consistent. Um, okay, but so now let's 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 carry every you know as much as we can you know things that we've outlined and discussed, and and look at it you know. Um, as it concerns Celestial Church of Christ, our church, um, and think of what direction to take. Let's let's do it like this. So, usually, from the outside looking in, let's say we're the crowd and we're the people, right? We're the people, and we're looking at this this relationship, this master and apprentice relationship. In the case of Moses, as an example. You know, the, the people saw Moses, they saw God use him, and, you know, and then one of my favorite chapters in, 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 in the Old Testament is where Moses, like, Moses is, is addressing the children of Israel, and that chapter begins, you know, something like, you know, I'm 120 years old today, and, you know, and, and I almost feel like this kind of and he says, you know, I'm no longer able to go out and mm-hmm. come, in come in like, like I, I used to. Yeah, he's no longer yeah. a spring chicken. Like he was, yeah. and yep. and it, it, sometimes it almost brings me to that position. Like you know, if there was anyone that 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 deserved to go into that promise, mm-hmm. man, it would be yeah. would be this man guy, but, labored, right, right. But you know, and in the eyes of the people, and and it's our, it's it's during this this conversation that Moses or address that Moses will have with the people. He starts to let them understand that he's chosen Joshua mm-hmm. to take to, to take lead them over. in. Yeah. But I cannot help but imagine that there would have been people during that period, you know, after when they look at Moses and they look at Joshua, in their minds they are thinking, you know, he's no Moses, right? Right, right. He's about to step in the role, you know, like... What does he know? Right, what does he know? There would definitely be that comparison because Mm -hmm. it is the people that usually make that comparison. Absolutely. That even what we are talking about as far as the, the... the rift or or the struggle that struggles that could happen between um between apprentice and master is you is probably maybe someone said something a group of people said something oh man that you know that that apprentice is is doing more 
Yeah. You know, I, kind I mean, of like the David and Saul, right? Saul has slain, slain his thousands, David has slain his ten thousands. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's the people right. that begin to instigate. Exactly. So they're, they're, they're instigating. And I have no doubt there would have been people that thought, you know, that Joshua, like Moses is, you know, left such a giant footprint and the, the, the shoes is just too big to be filled. Right. right? And I and, and didn't think Joshua was qualified. And the reason I'm, I'm going this route is because in the celestial church of Christ, there's this mentality we have of the pastor founder, right, that he left giant footprints much like Moses, mm-hmm. and, you know, the shoes just too big to be filled, right. that I believe that somehow in the minds of many, this quote-unquote pastor that we're all waiting for, we're expecting another, almost another second coming of, of Oshofa. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, second, Moses, yeah. You know, in that regard, but it's like we're looking for another Oshofa in right, a sense. Right, right. But Joshua was not Moses. Yep. Right? Joshua was not Moses. In fact, Joshua was more of a soldier. He exactly. Was like, yeah, he was a man of war. He used to lead them right. out to battle. Yeah. Right. He, he probably shed more blood than, than Moses ever did. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was a different type of leader. And I think you alluded to something in, in, in initially when we began that, you know, they might have different temperament, but like the, 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 the core, the core principles, you know, remains the same. You know, if the master is diligent in what they're doing, and pa- you know when it's you know it's passing down uh, or pouring into the apprentice, right? It seems, in my own estimation, that we have this view in the celestial church of Christ that there is nobody else that's qualified unless they're able to to practically live or be or be used the way Oshofa was used. What do you think about that? I I, I agree. I agree. I think you know, but before I jump into that, I think that, you know, there's there's two sides to it you know i think yes there will always be some detractors right who doesn't matter you know oh man you know this nobody will ever be good enough to fill the shoes but mm-hmm. i do i do think that most people i think one of the the the, the, the things uh one of the benefits i should say of the master apprentice uh dynamic structure is that it confers legitimacy mm-hmm. because all of us you know have seen it's not a shock by the time Moses says, hey, by the way, Joshua is leading you all in. It's not a okay. shock to the people that it's going to be Joshua. Because in fact, I don't even remember seeing any, any yeah. opposition. No, exactly. There, exactly. Yeah. there was no opposition because we, we've all seen Joshua put in the work. Right. We've seen him follow Moses. We've seen him you know, learn at the feet of Moses. We've seen you know, he's been there from the beginning, learning, learning his trade, learning his craft. So it confers legitimacy. So we know, okay, we, you know, that, that, that clear line of succession is, is there because we know, okay, yeah, this person has been putting in the work. Yes, there will always be, you know, some, some you know, a corner of detractors that are, it doesn't matter. You, you will never please them. But I think by and large, you know, people, you know, people recognize that, ah, this is the, indeed the apprentice. This is the one that has been chosen. And I think this is why, you know, for example, when, when uh, you know Peter says, "I go a fishing," mm. the rest of the Bible says, "Well, we're going with you," mm-hmm. because it'd been made clear the line of succession, right? Everybody, you know, you are Cephas upon this rock, I, you know, um, and even later on, Christ says, "You know, he, he calls to Peter, you know, in John, he says, Peter, do you love me? Feed right. my flock, feed my lambs.' Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he says to him before, he says, you know, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, but I have mm. prayed for you." Says so after right. you fall, when you come back, restore mm. the brethren. Right. So that that you know that that legitimacy of, of master and apprentice of apprentice has been has been you know is there. We we all know really who should be who who is going to be leading us. Mm. You know, but yes, th- those. But then there's always I think deep down in everybody because we're you know humans are creatures of habits, not change. Mm. Right. So we want to see Peter do it the way Jesus did it. We want to right. see, Ashra, you know, uh, Joshua move the way Moses moved. We want to see, you know, uh, Bada move the way uh, uh, Ashrafa moved, or whoever is going right. to be, you know, whoever is the the successor. We want to see them move and do and talk. You know, we like that continuity. On even, you know, uh, as though the person that that lived wasn't an individual, it, as, as, although they're 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 an idea. And but and they are an idea. And this mm-hmm. person only held on to that idea for a while. But the flesh goes. What's important 
is that the idea, the, the standard, the orthodoxy, you know, is maintained. Right. And what maintains it, it is that we, we have the legitimacy, right, of, of apprenticeship, of that structure. We know who's been putting in the work, who indeed has studied at the foot of the master. You know, what, right. it, I think one of the prior conversations we had was about... Um, uh, you know, we talked about the Marcionites, right? And I was, I mentioned how, you know, Saint uh, Irenaeus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, wrote a, his book against heresies, right? Against um, the heresies. In order mm-hmm. to refute uh, the Marcionites and the Gnostics, and to kind of bring the church back and make the points about the orthodoxies of the church. What what allowed that to, to to take hold in those days was because why everyone knew that what Irenaeus was a hearer of Polycarp, a disciple mm-hmm. of Polycarp, and Polycarp. Was it was a hearer, as they used to say in those days, a hearer of John. That lineage was was what everyone knew. Ah, that's right. Hey, Irenaeus studied under Polycarp. Polycarp was a hearer of John, studied under John. He learned the faith under John. So mm-hmm. clearly, these so whatever Irenaeus has to say, these are the orthodoxies of the faith. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, I think human because of human nature, we kind of you know we want we want to keep we want you know we don't. It's almost as though when, you know, when the master passes, we're looking for the apprentice to be an exact clone, but they, they can never be. They, they're their own person. Right. They, you know, they have their own dispositions, their own individualistic, you know, their own, their own habits, their own personality, really. And so that's right. always going to shine through. What we should be focused on is whether or not they preserve the orthodoxy. Hmm. Hmm. And I know, you know, there are there are different factors, of course, in our church that that affects that that affects the the lack of what's the word, maybe succession plan. Um, and we we tend to take a, a very even till this very moment that you and I are speaking, we don't really have a a, a concrete plan of succession. Um, but here we are, you know, in Celestial Church of Christ since 47 and and the pastor founder's death in 85 right and we we have you know the title of reverend pastor of the church we have about maybe over i think the last count i heard maybe about almost 10 if not even more um but circling back to the dynamic between the pastor founder and pastor bada would you know based on our our limited knowledge of 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 things it would at least I think it can be fair to say that the pastor founder, ex- his 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 desire was for the takeover to 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 move to Pastor Bada, right? To go to to go to Bada, Bada to to lead the church. Be careful, I might get some pushback there. I, I know that <laughs> and this is this is what makes this very delicate. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It, it would seem and why some because, people will contend, you know, yeah. Uh, of course, and and the only and we're, we can only go by the things we know. I'm right, not, you know, right. we're not just yeah. You're not taking a position on one way or the other. You just well, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's just based on what we know. Yep. For instance, just like you know, you were talking about Jesus and and Peter. Certain things Christ did made it apparent. Exactly. Who this yeah. is the person? The person follow, that would follow. Exactly. Right? The person that right. And certain things the pastor founder did yep. indicated that this was this is to be. The, the person that's next up, yeah, right, um, and just like Moses too. And again, it isn't as if Moses didn't have children. Moses had children. Yes, Moses had probably family had that were yeah. close, mm-hmm. right. So it's not a matter of like a, of turning this into a dynasty of sorts. Is a matter of you know you've been pouring into somebody, you're exactly. pouring into someone, and you know you're also making it in a, in a sense you're making it clear to those who are looking from the outside what it's going to be mm-hmm. and for pastor bada one of those things was that his own rank was different and yep. it was, there was nobody else that, also that had was, that rank right yeah. that had that rank in the entire church right that was that was the rank given to him and also secondly it was it's often said i mean this is oral record of course and and this is you know many 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 records that have been given that the pastor founder would often call you know pastor bada oh my second my second my second so when you hear that right i think it's safe to say at least on that end the pastor founder you know sort of made it clear that that's the next person to 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 take over so there's that and then but then there's something else there's something more 
which I think is what makes this whole thing so contentious because in a sense, in our eyes, you, it seems you've been grooming someone. You're grooming someone to take over. And then in the Constitution, um, I don't have it pulled up right now, but we all know the famous clause about, oh, the person who is going to lead the church, um, the Holy Spirit yeah, will elect. decide who that person will elect that person. Mm-hmm. That person could be of any rank in the church, in the church and things exactly. like that. Now, saying that, though, and looking at the person that you're, you know, that they are supposedly grooming to take over, isn't that, isn't that, doesn't that create room for conflict and doubt that allows others to perhaps also not have the confidence that they would have? We talked about Joshua. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. There's no record, at least we saw, of anyone objecting to, um, uh, to Joshua taking, taking up the mantle of Moses. Right. I mean, even though there probably will be some thinking he was, he's no Moses, that's right. for sure. Mm-hmm. But for us, though, so we have this clause and we also have at the time the pastor founder, you know, has, 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 has made Pastor Bada his, his second. But then it almost seems that it's causing confusion and conflict. At least to me, that's the way it seems. How do you see it? What do you think about that? I see it as, as uh, opportunists. Using, you know, that would use that as justification to uh, delegitimize what is what was evident, right? And you mm. know, or, or what you know, what is evident when you when you see that? Oh, yeah, there is clearly someone, as you as you said, whom the pastor founder has been pouring into, has been you know his his apprentice following him everywhere, watching him, observing, learning at you know the, his trade at his feet. Uh, you know, I think to to there to then discount all of that and say, hey, but you know, at the end of the day, really, it's the Holy Spirit that is going to pick. I think is is opportunism and mm. uh, uh, a way uh, to to advance one's own agenda versus uh, you know advancing the agenda of the church. Mm. Okay, so. Now I, I think it's now left. It's now left. It's put the church. It's put the church in, in sort of dire straits, yeah. right? Yep. Where where because um, like no one, no one wants to no one wants to feel like hey I'm you know I I'm not going against the Holy Spirit right I you know I'm you know it could be anybody and when it right. could be anybody then it could be nobody right you and know? that's and that's exactly my point is that that phrase that that clause mm-hmm. right that that's there. I, it's that one can understand, you know, why that clause can be there, that God can choose. Because ultimate, ultimately, though, it is God It choosing. is God who chooses, exactly. It is God who chooses. But it seems to me that we use that, number one, as a reason not to have a clear plan mm-hmm. as to how... Because remember when we began this, I said, in my, in my, in my view, a person becomes a master two ways, Right. And it seems that now our eyes are fixated on the first, right? That right, you know, the divine person encounter. has an encounter, right? That with the way Oshofa had an encounter, and now mm-hmm. he's the pastor. That we somehow look down on the apprenticeship, hmm. right? The, 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 the grooming, the, yep. the, the person that's the, yeah, the workman-like yeah, you know, approach right. to it, yeah. Right. So, and, and I'm wondering... You know what? I guess then we can end because I don't want us to go too much. You know, bog down too much. I think we're we're starting to 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 wander a little bit into, if not probably more than a little bit into the you know the compound of of, of the church church's politics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, just for the sake and the purposes of this topic, I kind of found that you know it was is sort of relevant to what's going on. And when when you look at when you look at the church. Uh, I'm talking about the universal church, you know, the Catholic church, even long before the, the schism in 1050, 1054, right? It, it, they, 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 prop, they got to a place where, where they realized, right, that, yes, there probably won't be another Apostle Peter, Correct. Right, the Bishop of Rome. Of Rome yeah. There won't be another type of maybe Paul oh, right. or, or, or James yeah. or those types of apostles. Yeah, we're all working Not, this thing together, you know? Right. Yep. And it isn't that because they discounted that, you know, God couldn't make another, but they realized that, you know... There's different times, there's different seasons for things. Exactly. So I'm wondering, and, and as a result, they, they built a plan mm-hmm. that sort of i'm not saying that one's greater than the other but 
they they valued the apprenticeship to becoming the pope or to becoming yep. the leader, the, leader, yeah. the work, yep. the workman like you know attribute that puts a person i mean if you look at the current pope of the catholic church when you look at his resume you, he's been serving for a long for time a long which time, many yeah. of them have been I've doing been, yeah exactly it's like typically they you have, know, you, you're working right his his he didn't have a i mean i don't know but his encounter of course is not is not like papa Oshofa, nor is it like peter where he actually got to walk with jesus in the flesh mm-hmm. you know like that but his resume speaks on his qualifications right right and i'm wondering at what point you know when do we get to that place in the celestial church of christ especially when we are yet to 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 see the role of master or or why or while we are still yet to to value the role of the apprentice becoming the master yeah and i think that's why you know the the contentions will will still unfortunately remain among us um, because so long as anybody can lay claim based on spiritual merit and just say, hey, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, and this is why every, every so often years, right, someone will, will undoubtedly emerge and say they saw, they received a vision, they had a dream. Pastor the pastor found, the pastor found that appearing <laughs> to them saying they're the ones to lead the church. Right. And it's, right. Uh, you know, inevitably because, because, you know, yeah, yeah and, I mean, how many people can, what can you say against that? You right. know, be, besides just calling the person a liar and you're not going to just do that, um, yeah. you know, uh, without any proof that the person is actually lying. Right. That's, yeah. you know, but and I think un- until we, we do recognize that, yeah, there is the second approach, the workman like person who studied under the feet of, of the master. They've learned their craft. They've learned their trade. And if, you know, it, when, when the master's time is up, they're the ones that are, you know, that step up until because I, I see it this way. We're not here to do God's work for him. Mm. We've got, you know, when God says this is the person, he'll make it abundantly clear, right? He'll make it evidently clear in, in a way that would be, uh, you know, undisputable. If, if the person that is currently, you know, captain in the boat isn't the captain or their time is up and God says, oh, now is the time for me to have, a, you know, to, the, the captain you know, that I want is, you know, is this is their time, God will make it abundantly clear. But until such, you know, true revelation is given, um, we, we, you know, we have a process that is biblical. And that is those who fall, you know, out of the, the you know, and the thing is, that any pastor at any time always has multiple people following, you know, after them as mm. apprentices it's not just always usually like you know maybe it, at least not it's not just one you know one-to-one right. dynamic but yeah. out of those you know uh they you know just like the disciples they cast lots notice right mm-hmm. when they, mm-hmm. they had to replace judas right what happened the yes we're told that you know the disciples they prayed about it but even before they prayed they set a criteria right they said to themselves okay well we need to pick one from among us who's been with us from the very beginning Mm. And as and if you read it, it says and you know was 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 there you know uh, was a partaker of all the you know they saw the miracles they were there they heard all the words so yes. you know this isn't a Johnny just come lately kind of a thing right? right you know this is somebody said somebody who's there there's a criteria somebody who's been that means they too've been an apprentice they know everything we know mm. right and then from once they had that criteria we're told they whittled it down yeah. to two people first then they prayed about it right. Who met these criteria? Okay, Matthias and Justice. Hmm. Okay, now we've got Matthias. Okay, now who sh- we can only pick one. There's only one slot open. And then they prayed and then they voted. Hmm. Sure, God could have descended and just said, hey, you know, Matthias, without them even having to vote or anything, right? That's one way. And I think people right. think that's the only way. Leeway. I think that's the diff- that's the that's the that might be the issue. I think people think that's the only way. You know, that's what people right. that's what people oh well the spirit is gonna choose. Absolutely the spirit could choose. Absolutely. Right. We're not discounting that. But we do have biblical precedence that there is also another way where okay, well, we have a criteria. Right. This is someone and really uh, Matthias and Justice, they both met the criteria of a, of sufficient apprenticeship. They've put in the work. They've, you know, they've, they've, they were there also with Jesus. They're, they weren't the you know, primary 12, 
but they were they were around too. We know mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ had many disciples, not but there was the you know the inner twelve, and even in the inner twelve there was the inner three, and in the inner mm-hmm. three there was the inner one. The one, right? Mm-hmm. So you know they, they they summoned up Matthias, they summoned up uh, uh, Justice, and then they voted. Same thing when they were saying, oh, we you know we can't give ourselves to waiting tables. Let right. us find seven men of you know of good reputation, honorable, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they voted, and then they prayed for those men, and they received the Holy Spirit. Right. I, I think people think there's only one way, which is let's sit on our hands, let's wait for this kind of divine revelation, then yeah. before we can move. And but, also the mind, a mindset that selection by by consensus is somehow know, unspiritual. The the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, well, in that case, the Catholic Church should be waiting forever. Right. right? You <laughs> yeah. know, because yeah, I mean, no, we, you know, we. There are qualities. Paul even writes about the qualities of a bishop. No, you can apply mm-hmm. those qualities to, to at least narrow down the field. Right. And then, you know, you, we can go into prayer. And then we make a choice. Knowing mm-hmm. that ultimately, God's will will be done. Will be done. Indeed. All right. Well, I think this is a good place to park the bus. It's made for a good conversation. Um, and, yeah, we'll see you all on the next episode. Mm-hmm.